look at our text this evening, I just want to ask you one question. Have you ever taken a U-turn? Imagine you're, you're driving down a long and straight road, and you don't realize it at first, but you're going in the wrong direction. You're heading for the wrong destination. You need to take a U-turn and begin a journey in the opposite direction. Well, I want to help us see tonight that if you're a Christian, you have taken a U-turn. Becoming a Christian is the beginning of a new journey. It involves a complete change in direction and a complete change in the final destination. So let's turn to our Bibles in Romans 6, verse 22. If you don't have a Bible and you'd like one, just raise your hand and one of the stewards would be happy to bring you one. That's Romans chapter 6, verse 22. It's on page 1133 in the Red Bibles. Romans 6, 22. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the benefit you reap leads to holiness, and the result is eternal life. Do you see this new step-by-step journey that a Christian is on? In the past, God has set us free from sin and made us slaves of Him. In the present, our direction is towards holiness, and in the future, our final destination will be eternal life. That's our new journey. And this evening, I want to help us to see two simple things. Number one, how this verse should motivate our hearts to pray. And number two, how this verse should direct our lips to pray. Motivate our hearts and direct our lips. So first of all, how does this verse motivate our hearts to pray? Let's look at the the past, the present, and the future. Number one, the past. But now you have been set free from sin, and you have become slaves of God. If you're a Christian here tonight, God has set you free from sin. That's a definite past event. Your life has taken a U-turn. We can see our old direction in our life in verse 20. You were, you were slaves to sin. Without, without Jesus, all humans are slaves to sin. By nature, And by choice, we rebel against God. We make sin our master. Romans 6 says we've offered ourselves to impurity and wickedness. We could do nothing but obey sin. We were slaves to it. But now God has set us free. Through Jesus' death on the cross, God has torn up our contract with sin and sent us in a new direction. Sin doesn't have power over us anymore. It doesn't control us. You can now say no to sin. We have taken a U-turn and began this new journey as slaves of God. We no longer submit to sin as our master. We now obey God. But this language of slavery can sound kind of oppressive and controlling, can't it, at times? So why is it better to be a slave of God? When we think of slavery, we often think of an evil master who demands that their slaves complete, complete impossible tasks who gives a payment that's far less than they deserve for their hard work. But that's the exact opposite of being a slave of God. We see in this verse that that God empowers us to do the impossible tasks. The benefit we now reap is holiness, a life of holiness that wasn't possible before. And he gives us a payment that's far more than we ever deserved, the gift of eternal life. This kind of slavery is true freedom. We're free to obey God 
free to live holy lives, free to live in a way that our Creator intended us to, free from the punishment of death. So let's praise God tonight that He has set us free. That's the past event. That's the U-turn that's happened in our lives. Next, let's consider the present. So now that you've been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the benefit you reap leads to holiness. That's the present direction of the Christian life. That's the path we now walk along, a path of increasing holiness. What is holiness? Well, it's becoming less and less obedient to our old master, sin, and becoming more and more obedient to our new master, God. It's walking forwards on this journey towards being more like Jesus. So how does this motivate our hearts to pray? Well, let's think again about where we were before this change in direction happened, the direction we're going in when we were slaves to sin. In verse 21, if you see, Paul asks the question, what benefit did you reap at that time from the things you're now ashamed of? At that time when we were slaves to sin, what do we gain? Well, the implied answer is nothing. We gained absolutely nothing from our shameful acts. There was no sign of holiness in our lives. But now the benefit we reap leads to holiness. We were full of shame, but now we're being made holy. You see, God has, has set us free from slavery to sin, but he didn't stop there. No, he gives us the Holy Spirit to live holy lives. He turns us round and sends us walking in the opposite direction. So when we see even a flicker of holiness in our lives, we should praise God, because he alone has made that possible. God has made holiness our new direction. And finally, the future. We've seen that God's changed the direction of our lives towards holiness, but he's also dramatically changed the final destination. Christians can say with confidence, but now the result is eternal life. Let's read verse 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. The wages we deserve for our sin is death, but now, through Jesus' death and resurrection, God has given us the undeserved gift of eternal life. Does that not motivate our hearts to pray? We've been rescued from death and get to spend eternity with our God. Death is no longer the final destination. We deserve death, but He has given us life. So how does this verse direct our lips to pray? I want to make three quick suggestions. Number one, we should praise God. It's easy to become familiar with these truths and just shrug our shoulders. But our lips should praise God for the gospel. We should praise God that he's set us free from sin, that he's enabled us to live holy lives, and he gives us the gift of eternal life. Number two, we should pray for our own holiness. As I've read this, this text this week, it makes me think, my, my life's not that holy. I'm not making much progress on this journey. So often we, we run back to our old master and choose to follow sin. But notice throughout this chapter that Paul commands us to offer ourselves to righteousness. He says, do not let sin reign in you. There are commands to actively pursue holiness. We're made holy by the Spirit's work, sure. That's absolutely true. But it doesn't mean we don't have responsibility. So let's pray that we take these commands seriously, that we would turn from our sin 
and pursue holy lives. And my third suggestion, let's pray that, we, that God would bring about this U-turn in many more people's lives. It's clear in Romans 6 that there are two options. Slavery to sin, which leads to death. Slavery to God, which leads to eternal life. And if you're not a Christian, I hope you can see why your Christian friends are, are so eager to share this good news with you. To be set free, you're called to turn from your life of obedience to sin to a life of obedience to God, knowing that this is only possible because Jesus died for sin. He was the perfect slave of God that died in the place for slaves to sin so that they could receive life. So as a church, let's pray. Pray for our family members, our friends, our neighbors, our colleagues this Christmas, and people who come along to services, that they would come to faith in Jesus, that God would bring about this U-turn in many people's lives. So I'll leave you with those three suggestions again. Let's praise God. Let's pray for our own journey of holiness. And let's pray that God would change the direction and the destination of many more people's lives.